I'm Adrian West in Raleigh, North Carolina with Timely Text, where we specialize as a niche staffing vendor for technical writing and instructional design. In fact, we've done so much work over the past several years with instructional design that we really wanted to give back a little and start a podcast on Leading L&D, where we'll be talking about subjects strategically important to corporate America on the challenges that learning leaders face. Today's guest is Laura Paramore. She is CEO and owner of eParamus, a company that specializes in measuring the impact of learning and development. Thanks for joining us, Laura. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, we've known each other for years, uh, long-term follower of Epidermis. And as such, I, I've come to understand and appreciate the benefits of measuring. That's great. Yes, it's, it's an important part of our field, for sure. You've consistently said that the best way to successfully measure L&D is to build measurable courseware, or alternatively, to edit existing courseware such that it becomes measurable in its outcomes. Correct. You know, if, what happens in our industry is people put out courses and they, they gather content and they put out courses without really identifying what those behavior outcomes are that are supposed to happen on the job, putting that into their design and actually measuring against those. So part of the measurement requirement is that you design a course so that when you go back to measure whether or not that course achieved its goals, you have a means in which to measure exactly what those outcomes are supposed to be. So design is central to being able to measure. Absolutely. And naturally, uh, artificial intelligence or AI is opening up a completely interesting new dimension to measurements of outcomes in L&D. And I wanted to ask you how you're capturing that? Uh, great question. Big topic of right now. Right? Uh, so everybody's talking about AI. But we're actually really excited about AI because, you know, some of the people I've run across are a little bit nervous about AI and L&D and thinking it's going to take our jobs or whatever. But um, from everything that we have done and people we've talked to, I'm excited because what AI actually does is it makes it easier for us to do some of the heavy lifting. Like, you know, we have to create a, a structure for our courses. We have to create objectives and have to create corresponding evaluations. Well, AI is really good at taking content and being able to organize it for us and being able to pull out objectives and pull out evaluations. Most importantly, being able to connect the evaluations to the objectives. So it's a great tool for getting a lot of that heavy lifting done. So would you say that's the primary role for AI? Well, you know, AI is is essentially um, a tool that goes and takes all the digital information that's out there and as, and it gets trained on that. So it has all that information in it. And then it it um, manipulates that and it's it's a language tool, right? Mm-hmm. It manipulates it and puts in different areas. So it is a great thing for repeatable tasks and using the information that's out there. But you have to kind of train it for what you want. Like you can't just go in and say, "Here's my content. Make my make my structure and give me my objectives." Again, you have to really work with it to act to know what to ask it to have it to return exactly what you do. 
And you have to remember that even though it does that heavy lifting, you know, like those initial objectives and all of that, you still need a thinking person in there to go and say, okay, is that objective actually saying what I wanted to say? And is that evaluation actually measuring at the level at which I want that objective to be measured at? So how then does it change the fundamentals of measuring? Well, it doesn't change the fundamentals of measuring at all. I mean, we still have to use a measurement methodology. It doesn't change what we measure, but it gives us um, a leg up, if you will, does some of the heavy lifting on the components that you need in your design to measure. So if I have a learning program, I need to take all that content, summarize that content into, if I deliver this content, what are these people going to be able to do? That becomes my objectives, right? It can do that, or it can take a stab at that. If that content's written well enough, it can figure out what it's trying to say, right? And then it can give you an evaluation that measures it. We have found that it is, it's somewhat simplistic in that it will give you, um, you can be very specific about what you ask it. It might give you a true-false question that's so blatantly obvious or whatever. So it might give you some of those uh, evaluations at the lower level, multiple choice, whatever. And if you don't directly, specifically direct it to give you plausible answers, wrong answers, it can give you non-plausible answers. But for the most part, it does a lot of heavy lifting. So if I took a document and it pulled out my objectives and it pulled out corresponding evaluations, which is what the framework which I need for measurement, then I at least know that my my measurement for my the objectives that I have are corresponding. Many times when people design, the designers don't do that. So we're excited about it, but it does have its limitations. Well, it sounds like you're already using it, and of course, oh, yeah. there is some paranoia. You already outlined some of that that people think it's going to take their jobs or whatever like that. Um, do you see, one of the things I've heard people say is that behind the firewall, um, we don't really want people to be able to investigate what we have there as intellectual property and put that out on the web and those kinds of things. So how are you dealing with those issues? Well, that's a good point. It's a very good point. Uh, we have some customers who, because AI takes whatever content you give it, and then it keeps it, basically. Mm -hmm. It adds it to the file, and then it can anybody can go and ask for it, and they can create it. Businesses don't want to put their intellectual capital out, uh, capital out there. So it's intellectual capital is at risk if you put it out right. there. However, um, we have a software product which is a, helps drive the process of measurement, and, and we call it the impact system. If you take AI and put it in your systems, which we're doing other people, many other vendors are doing that with their products, where you can use the process of AI, but when you uh, use the AI tool, it, it's through an API. And if you have an API, then it doesn't keep the information that you put in. So that's the only way to really protect your information so that it doesn't go back out to the general public is if you use it through an API. So you're restricting the power of the AI? No, you're still using the tools. So, so for instance, in our, in our product, we, um, we have where you create a, you know, content, a standard of performance that you want. And then we have you generate objectives and evaluations so that you have a framework or a, a blueprint for your outcomes, right? Putting it into our system, we can upload the content to our system and it can do those. It can give us the general objectives and the uh, evaluations. But the way AI works is because it's coming through an AI, it doesn't go back out to the general public. So if it, you're using it through a system that doesn't allow it to go back out, then you're able to use, some companies will allow you to use it. So then is it 
closed and partitioned so that it's different with each, with each customer that you present it to? Well, yeah, most most tools that you use in a company are, are specific to that company anyway. You don't go across all companies. Like if we, we have learning data from one company, it doesn't go to another company. So that stays intact because you're, you know, you're, you need that for just security of your, your tools, right? You want to make sure they know that their stuff is safe. But particularly since AI is, it's, it's like a general tool. It's like using Google, right? Um, everybody uses it. And in this case, if you use it as if you incorporate it into some of your tools, then they don't take that information, intellectual capital that you put in to make your learning. They don't push it back out because it's come through your tool. So that protects you with respect to, to using AI. It, you know, within some tools. And there many tools are using it. I'm sure Adobe, many tools are starting to use it now. However, other than that, if you've just got a learning team and they, you know, this is why some of our customers have restricted it, they won't let them take all the intellectual capital that they use because, you know, learning carries a lot of intellectual capital, right? All that comes down, right? Well, yeah. R&D right into learning. So they won't let them put it out there and just get objectives and do all that because the minute they push it out it, it's available to everyone or have you found any specific advantages to using ai in your tool oh gosh yeah um faster cheaper it's faster because again in our in our in the process that we teach people the measurement process we teach them to identify outcomes changes to the job right everything connects to the job so they need to be able to give us a standard of behavior you know sop wp anything that they say this is what we want people to be able to do right we have them take that and then create objectives that show the condition of the job and the criteria, the level of the job needs to be done, and then make a corresponding evaluation. And before AI, we were teaching, or we're still teaching them, but we're teaching them how to do that. We're basically teaching them instructional design, good instructional design that says we know exactly what's coming out of this course and we know exactly that we're measuring that level, right? And then, of course, you measure it at different points along the continuum to find out whether the student needs to know it, whether the student learned it, and or whether the student applied it. So you can take that same measurement across the board. But what's exciting about AI is we can now, and we're just putting it in, so yeah. we haven't got all the kinks out yet, but now you can have them put in their standard and it'll automatically generate some of those objectives and automatically generate corresponding evaluations, which take all that heavy lifting and me having having to look, okay, I'm going to read these five paragraphs and what objective am I trying to get with those five paragraphs? I used to have to do that in my head. I do it pretty fast. I've been doing it forever, but, but, and good designers do that. Mm -hmm. But now what I can do is I can say, give me those objectives. AI tell me what's coming out of that. And that'll do two things for me to say, number one, is it written well? So that AI can interpret it, right? And AI is not always right, but it's always nice to have another opinion. And then they can give me an objective and then give me corresponding evaluations. And then all my brain work. Instead of put my brain work on doing the foundations, my brain works on refinement. So I can go in and say, make that a deeper evaluation, make that a more applied evaluation or a more applied objective. So it's a great way to um, elevate our practice. So, you know, we've been spending so much time just getting all the content together and, you know, creating the objectives and creating the evaluations instead of thinking about how is this going to impact the job? And will this really get me, get the organization to where it needs to go? We haven't had the bandwidth, the brain power, time to do all that. So it's what about pitfalls? Have you seen any disadvantages or even just uh, people's like, 
acceptance criteria for using it? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, the disadvantages I would say, and this was almost immediate, we see this a lot with new technology, is uh, some manager, some training manager out there goes and says, oh, AI, AI can do this. I'm going to fire all my writers, I'm going to fire all my IDs. And they go in and they think the tool can do it. And that is the biggest, biggest problem that I see because they don't understand the limitations of what AI can do, right? They, they, AI is just a tool that takes content, rearranges it, assesses it, and comes up with conclusions based off of what it's been trained on, right? And it's got a lot of crap out, crap out there, right? There's a lot of stuff people put on the web that may or may not be worth its weight. So you can't just say, or you can, but you, if you're a training manager, director, or anybody that's telling people you don't need a person to look at it, you're totally wrong. So that's the big danger in it. Trainings already has uh, struggles with making sure that we make an impact, right? That's one. That's why we're in business. That's why we do so well is because people actually get to impact. But you take it where you just let AI make your course, you could be in big trouble. So I see that as a as a big downfall. If but if people can adopt and and use it the way it's intended to be used, like as a support to to things, then then I think it will. Well, in terms of the the quicker, uh, the faster turnaround times for going through massive amounts of data and things like that, AI's got to have real big advantages. On the other hand, what we have seen over the years that so many people have. The data that they have out there, so much of it is outdated, incomplete, or otherwise not usable. AI is going to collect all of that stuff and use it too. Exactly. I'll give an example of that. I was, um, I love just playing around with it just to see what, what it would tell me. Um, and I asked it about measurement in the early days when it first came out. And it kept telling me to get a, get feedback and get surveys and, and have people give you testimonials. And I thought, my gosh, you know, this is what you're telling people is to get surveys. And we've been doing surveys for 60 years and we're still don't know what the heck's coming out of our courses. Let's stop telling them that. Um, But on the same hand, I'm also very careful not to put in uh, our intellectual capital out there, which actually shows people how to make the impact because then, you know, we'd be giving it to the whole world. So, but it does return things. And sometimes, um, it returns things that are out and out wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it, it'll return something. And if you've got somebody in there that just says, hey, let's just let it do its thing, and, and they publish it like that, you're in big trouble. Because it'll, out of, out of the blue, totally mess something up. Um, so those are cautions that people people need to pay attention to. What about longer-term Periscope? What, do you, what, what would you like for it to be able to do? Well... Um, you know, I'm a big advocate for the value of learning. You know, I understand that learning professionals could provide a lot of good data. And we do, if you, if you do it right, can provide a lot of good data to drive strategy, not just re- react to strategy and create a learning program to support strategy, but actually give you information on what the current capability of people in your organization are, what courses they need to take, what we need to develop to get them to where they need to be in order to hit that strategy, all of those things. So I I know that AI is not going to replace that, 
I would love for it to get smarter and smarter where we could teach it. Because remember, everything you put into it, it learns and then it can grow where we could teach it to do a lot of those repeatable tasks. Like I see in the future, um, it should be able to do really well with creating images or scenarios that, you know, you give it some information and it makes up a scenario for you and it, it gives you that information as a starting point for whatever you're doing. So I'd love to see it continue to do that because there's a lot of thinking work that normally has to go into yeah, sure. creating uh, images, uh, creating videos. I can see where you can give it different pieces and have it connect and, and, and make wonderful, make it much easier for us to visually create things. Right. I can see a lot of that. And I hope it continues. I hope it continues to lift off some of those repeatable procedures like basic objectives and basic evaluations. So that I, I, I hope to see. But we have to remember that it doesn't give us our measurements. It doesn't, it doesn't do our work for us. It just helps us to do pieces of our work. And if, because learning professionals, um, haven't have been doing all this heavy lifting. I don't think they've been able to get to that strategic side. So I, I hope in the future that will enable us to do a little bit more. And really, I hope it will teach all of those designers down there that think their whole job is, Oh, I take this content or I pull this content out of somebody's head. I put it on a PowerPoint and I, I hope it's going to teach <laughs> them. It's going to hope it's going to teach them that, Hey, that's not my job. So ideally it makes us better. It, I think it's, I hope it's going to make us better. For years, we've been telling people, listen, your job is not about taking content and making it pretty. Your job is about understanding the business, identifying what it is that they need, what behaviors they need, because learning can create those behaviors, measuring those behaviors, and then removing the barriers to application. I've been saying that for 15 So does AI have that strategic mind? It does not. <laughs> It does not. All it says is you give me information, I'm going to give it back to you. So um, those are my hopes for it. Okay. I think it's um, it's an exciting time, but it is really important how L&D um, um, reacts to it. What are your customer reactions to the way you've been using it? Well, <laughs> uh, some of our customers, to the way we've been using it or the way they're using it? Well, that's... Some of our customers have not been using it at all because of the mandates. They're not allowed oh, okay. to put their intellectual capital on it. Um, some some customers um, are using it, are just now delving into it, trying to figure out because there's so much buzz around about it. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the customers that we've been talking to have been excited about us implementing it in our process because they use the process and it's creating the measurements, you know, the, all that heavy uplifting, the design part is most people, when they look at measurement, they think of measurement just as the end thing, you know, just yeah. measure at the end kind yeah. of thing. That's not the way it works. Smiley face sheets yeah, and it's, all that. No, you put into your design what you're expecting to get out of it. So all your measurements are in the design. So when we go in and we teach them to do that, then they, they have to take a little bit of time to think through what exactly I want to come out of this. Well, it's interesting what you said earlier, too, about um, how people have a preconceived notion of what AI is, and it may or may not be anything close to what your idea is for how it can best be used, even in their circumstance. Exactly. Exactly. And, and if, they don't, um, if they don't use it 
in a thoughtful way, it can cause a lot of problems. It really could because, you know, you you basically got this big source of information out there. You know, like we've all been using Google, right? You know, Google put our words and they got all these articles and promotions and stuff. And we search through each one of them. And as researchers, we go through each one and we pick out what we want from each one, right? And then when we see what we want from all the articles that we've done, then we consolidate those in our brain and we come up with a conclusion, right? That's the way research works. Most of us do that. AI... We ask them the question, AI comes out, decides what's, what to put in, and the AI decides what's going to be the outcome based off of what it sees. So some people are just going to trust that and say, okay, well, AI says that's so good enough is good enough. <laughs> and, and then you're going to run down that path thinking good enough is good enough and you're not going to get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So I, I do worry that, um, that that's what's going to, that, that people will do that. They won't use it thoughtfully. But I, I mean, in the news, we're hearing a lot about people thinking, some businesses thinking through that. That's great. Who knows, right? There's hope. There is hope. Well, there is hope. It is very exciting. Um, for me, it's very exciting. Um, I do know many people were out fearful of it in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's perpetuating. Are you seeing some of that? Are we still at the begin- at the very beginning? Well, that was last year. I mean, when it first started coming out to more of the public. So, I mean, it's been around for over a year now. Um, but remember those AI tools like GP chat, uh, they're all trained. And I think they ended in 2021 or something. So any information that came after that is not available on those yet until they go back and train on the, the, the new information. So we're putting a lot of our faith in something that we're not really, we don't know all the mechanics behind it. Right. But. If it can, it does a nice job of elevating wording. I mean, sometimes I see some uh, people's word, the way somebody writes something. Well, I'm well I'm, as, a, as a wordsmith, you pointed that out earlier. As a wordsmith, um, it drives me crazy how people use and abuse the English language. I so. know. I'm going, what exactly are you trying to tell me? Um, <laughs> maybe maybe AI, AI does make us better. Yeah. Well, it does. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly highly educated. Um, I don't write as near as well as you do, but so I, I write things and so I think I do a decent job. And sometimes I'll put an AI and I'm like, God, oh, it's so much better. So it, it is able to, um, cause, cause sometimes, you know, it's like we make a first draft mm-hmm. and then we have to go back and draft it again, draft it again. That's a, a labor's pop process. Um, AI does it like that. It's a beautiful thing. Um, but you, it only takes what you give it. So yeah. crap in, crap out. Yeah. It's just like measurement. You give me, you know, you measure on survey, you're not getting any idea what your brother's got to go on, right? If you don't measure, uh, evaluate exactly what behaviors you're looking for, you're not going to, if you're measuring how to bake a cake instead of, you know, how to communicate effectively, you're not going to get good men. You've got well, good you, in. You give me faith. You give me hope that um, the machines aren't going to take over our world. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no stopping it, though, Adrian. You know, <laughs> it's coming. Um, but hopefully thinking uh, cooler heads will prevail. I do worry. I have seen some um, learning managers, basically. I, I had one one designer say to me, she said, they just said, oh, well, we're just going to, you know, we've been advocating for designers instead of just learn people that are called 
training specialist or whatever. Some a design takes a thinking individual, right? Instructional designers have to think in order to apply the principles and to use data, understand which methods work, which ones don't work, or which levels I need that performance need to be at. That's a thinking thing, right? Um, if you don't have that, you know, there's a lot of trainers out there that, that don't do, do design. They just basically put the content on a PowerPoint and they just deploy it, deploy it. But I have had those learning managers say, well, we don't need designers anymore. So they're back to not needing designers. That's almost like saying, well, this is artificial intelligence. Doesn't that mean I don't have to think? Yeah. Right. Isn't that scary? Yeah. And, and, and learning professionals always are talking about, you know, I want a seat at the table. Well, you don't get a seat at the table if you don't bring any information to them, right? Any and value. You're, you're not thinking. If there's no no data or no information that you you can provide to them that they don't already have, why are they going to get you at the table, right? If you're letting AI do it all, then <laughs> I'm not sure what you're bringing then. You're not even bringing the tactical. So, <laughs> But I, I am a big proponent. I, I think we could use it and we could use it well, but we cannot replace people with it. Excellent. Hopefully we can elevate some positions with it if people are capable of elevating it. Well, and one of the things that I've been telling people, too, is that um, if you fear artificial intelligence, maybe you should take a different perspective on it and the fact that it's not going to negate what you do, but maybe allow you to do even more. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're finding. We're finding that if you, if you use it, particularly in the process, I'm, you know, the measurement process we use, it gets you that first draft mm-hmm. of whatever it is you have. And then you, you massage that first draft. It's much easier for you if you've got a, you know, 10 page requirement document and it comes up with number one, writing it such a way that it's really clear. They, you know, number one, it helps you with that. You have to do the initial, but it'll, it'll do the other and you make sure that's okay. And then it gives you corresponding objectives of what can, what people are able to do by, by learning this content and then corresponding evaluations based on those objectives. That's a lot of heavy lifting that normally a designer has to look at that requirement. It takes time. It takes time. So if you can do that with AI, then you're revising and, and, and elevating and taking the time to say, oh, no, that's not quite right. I want to get to this level. And that way you actually get the time to get to that level. Because now, you know, companies, because we have not shown our value very well, I believe, they're just cutting and cutting and cutting the amount of time and money and everything. You know, they're do it faster. Just do more courses, do more courses, because that's where they're finding their value. I have this amount of money and you get more courses. The, yeah. The volume t- totally eats away at the quality. But because we haven't shown where we are actually changing behaviors on the job, that's all they have to go on, right? And now it's made it ridiculous to where you're trying to do a course in an afternoon and they're expecting that quality to be enough to change people to be able to do something on the job. It's just AI should help with that. Unfortunately, you know, it takes a while for people to shift. Um but if they their quality gets better and they start and because they have the time and they measure that and show where those these objectives made these people change these things on the job and when they changed it on the job productivity increased or you know and the quality bottom line and all, all of that take those just make that line connection then they can stop doing all that it's like it's like a back in the day before you had washing machines 
You know, you, you used to scrub it on the rocks and do all that, rinse <laughs> all that. Now we throw it in the washing machine. It gives us that. And then we still have to take it out, put it in the dryer, and hold it up, do all that. But it's got that heavy lifting done. Yeah. I'm dating myself here talking about washing machines. I was just for the record, I was not around when washing machines were made. <laughs> it was just something that popped in my head. <laughs> so that's that's kind of you know. Well, thank that you so AI much. Journey. I really appreciate. Um, you're coming in and sharing that with, you know, I know that you're a, a learning leader yourself and a strategic thinker. And, uh, we really are uh, together. You and I have been doing what we can to elevate the complexion of, uh, L and D in our corporate landscape. And, um, I knew that you'd have some good things to add about how uh, the machines can help us to be even better. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I really like you. I'm passionate about elevating the practice. And we do have to, we have to think through these things as they come along. That's, you know, they, we, we had that, uh, e-learning come and, and, uh, SCORM and all that. And we've had lots of, lots of different tools that have come along the time, but AI is, is a big, big game changer. And we really have to pay attention to that. So I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay.